Okay, no, seriously, though, but, like, you can't do this. You, like... I, I, I don't see any reason we can't have Maitland Ward on if if she... If we, we reach out to her and her and her people say yes, because we just... Just do it like another interview. She's an actress. She's doing interesting things in her field. She's uh-huh. jumping into a new field. Right. We ask these questions. Why? All right. All right. Okay, so, like, this. what, how do we, like, how does this podcast, how does this relate to uh-huh. any of the topics we normally talk about and not just turn it's us pop into culture? It is pop culture. I will say that because Black honestly, is not pop culture. That's all subculture. Of us, all of us has seen Boy Meets, Boy Meets World, World. Right. And Girl Meets World was pop culture. And she made a change to a different Disney. type of culture. Sure. She was, she was the one person who didn't get invited back, unfortunately, to yeah, be on camera. Yeah. Although so, she did show up for the first episode and was hanging out backstage, I remember, because there were tweets. Okay. Um, this was before she started to do her independent thing in adult entertainment. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, okay. you know. I mean, this has got to be simple enough. Like, do we know who her agent is? I mean, no, but I'm pretty sure she probably has, like, a website or, like, a link on Twitter. Uh, like, like, a booking? Contact me for, like, exact bookings. And we yeah. just reach out to that email, see if she's free. <laughs> to do this for free, to answer questions for you. It's an interview. You. Everyone does interviews for free. It's an interview. It's press. She likes geeky things. She's dressed up as comic book characters. We are a geek podcast. She I mean, covered at Comic Cons wearing costumes. So this is the this I is mean, the problem with you, Andrew. You make you see like you talk things out as if it's just simple and it's just going to work, and it slowly convinces people around you like this is going to work. When I see the bullshit and I point at it, she will say no. So I mean, given the size, given. given the size of our fan base currently, I'm pretty sure um, yeah. she might be like. No. Yeah, I might not need the press. Exactly. So, but there's still that she chance. Did agree to the interview, it might turn some heads. We might get some some people, some new listeners. Yeah, and condemned. Also it, condemned by Vince. it'll it'll turn some heads. All right. Uh, I don't think that those are the heads we want turning. I think we might not want what we would get. You know. I feel like I'm the crazy guy here. Um, (laughs) I'm Andrew McDonald. Yeah, and I'm Sam Harper. He's Sam Harper. And I'm Ed Gerard. And that's Ed Gerard. Uh, This is our 47th episode. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Recording Wednesday, September 4th at uh, the lovely time of 10 o'clock. And, uh, you know, everything went smoothly. We were just going over topics and, you know, our potential, uh, potential to interview celebrity people on the, the podcast. Nah, we know that. Ward. I told this is getting that. close to be a reality because this is I mean, what podcast number three that we've, we've talked about her. I feel it's like getting it's close she, to becoming a reality. She's a person of interest. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're interested enough here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would have always been a fan of her no matter what she was doing. From Boy Meets World. It just so happens she's put herself back in the limelight and people are talking. 
So we have like trailers and stuff, right? Like <laughs> we do. Let's start we the show. Trailers. Let's start the show. So go for it, Sam. Okay. Take us so uh, first trailer to review. It just dropped this morning. Um, Bad Boys for Life, which is the third movie in the in the trilogy of Bad Boys, starring yes. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Martin Lawrence. Um, just a side note. Looks. Yeah, he don't look too good. He looks bigger. He looks like Chris Tucker when Chris Tucker came back for Rush Hour 3. Oh, true. 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 See, like, this is... Yeah. Because when you're a rich uh, comedian and you don't have to do anything for a few years and you come back to the franchise that made you popular, you're probably going to be fat. So, I mean, the thing is, you're right. He probably had nothing to do because I'm looking at this trailer... And the cinematography looks freaking awesome, first of all. Yes. I'm so glad Michael Bay is not involved. <laughs> but, but. Michael listening, Bay puts button seats, man. I don't the, know. The jokes from the trailer are terrible. <laughs> They're awful. Like, Martin Lawrence's one-liners were pretty bad. Uh, yeah. What say uh, you folks? I, uh, look, I, I kind of... I rewatched Bad Boys 2, I think, recently. I mean, it was a great movie, a great, you know, question, you know, quotation mark movie. It's just, I, I'm starting to think a lot of that stuff is kind of corny anyway. So maybe, maybe it's just, you know, part of growing up or something. I don't know. But like, I, uh, oh, and you got to say something here. No, I'm sorry. I'm just realizing, looking at this, Bad Boys 1 came out 25 fucking years ago. Holy what? shit. <laughs> What? Bad Boys, one, Bad Boys 1 came out in 1995. Followed by Bad Boys 2 in 2003. Wow. So wow. It's literally been 15, year, 15, 15 years, roughly, since the last Bad Boys came out. This isn't even like the Lethal Weapon scenario where Danny Glover's in Lethal Weapon 4 rolling around going, I'm too old for this shit. But Lethal Weapon has been around for like the last 10 years, 15 years of his life, and he's done four movies. Mm-hmm. They have not done shit. In f- well, I mean, Will Smith has done shit. Well, to be fair, yes. That's why Will Smith looks like he's still in shape. Martin Lawrence has not done shit since I don't know when last. I think the third Big Mama movie that went straight to DVD. Oh, I my think, God. I think, exactly. he, I think he showed up like a couple years ago at some black comedians award show where he got honored at some point during the show or whatever. And he came on stage, didn't tell a single joke because he just didn't have it anymore. And yeah. Probably say something offensive as hell too. Okay. There you go. He did death at a funeral in 2010. Big mm. moments. Yeah. He did a, a stand up show. I think Martin Lawrence doing time in 2016. So he apparently had a stand up special two years ago. And you don't yeah. have to be in shape to do a stand up special. And then he did a movie called The Beach Bum that's coming out this year. Oh, wait. Where he plays Captain Whack. Yeah, actually, apparently that's a really good movie. That's with Matthew McConaughey, correct? You're right. That is with Apparently it's a good movie. Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher, mm-hmm. Zac Efron, Jimmy Buffett, and Jonah Hill. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, it's got a okay, nice cast. You, okay, here, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm... Um, you said good movie and Snoop Dogg is in it in the same sentence, and I'm just trying to see how this, you know, works. Yeah, but it also has Isla Fisher and Matthew McConaughey and Zac Efron and Jonah Hill and Jimmy Buffett. 
If anything, you're making it more like it shouldn't be a good movie. I mean, like right. I'm like I'm, I mean, like Sam. If you were casting this movie and you heard that Snoop Dogg was going to be coming on set, would you say no? You know, I would you say know, no. you know, you know what he's coming with, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, one, ouch. <laughs> Two, I would say no. It's just I'd be like, oh, so this is not like a serious movie. This is like a movie that we're doing, and we're getting a check, and it might become comedy gold or something. Okay. But it won't. Matthew like, McConaughey is playing a burnout in the movie. Matthew McConaughey's always per, always is a burnout in this movie. All right, all right, all right, all right. I like Snoop Dogg on the set of the film as well. Shit, he was a burnout in Contact. He can play his dealer or something. I don't, I don't know. Okay, all right. Did you know Snoop Dogg was uh, Nicole Kid? No, uh, Cameron Diaz's uh, dealer in high school. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah, small world. Yeah, yeah. Well, neither this is it. Uh, yeah, bad boy. We did not review the trailer, other than the jokes thing that Ed said. I feel as though we should probably do that. It, it, it looks exactly like every other bad boys movie we've seen. I, I I hate that simplification, but also yes. Yes. Uh that's that's painfully true. Painfully true. Holy crap! Did I just do? Oh no, I fixed it. Okay, so back where we were. But yeah, yeah, painfully true. Painfully true. Yeah, and I, I don't know if there's much else to say here. Uh, well, it's happening. We can't stop it. Yeah. I mean, that I'm not, not going to see it. That's the thing. Another the annoying I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see it. I'm it's gonna, just going to be painful. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, stop. Yep. And it's coming out in the, you know, Dead Zone movie time, January 17th, 2020. Yeah, they don't want anybody to fight against. They just want or, that, that easy check. things come out to die. Mm-hmm. Each you said show. January? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a terrible date. Okay. Yeah. That's when things come out that they hope nothing uh, fights it against. Yeah. Easy check. Yeah. Okay. Wobble, wobble. You drop it like a top. Yep. Well, uh, who likes Terminator? I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, that's coming, too. <laughs> and they released a new trailer as well. That was a for deep silence. Terminator, Dark Fate, and that actually looks entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It actually looks better from what we got initially in the first trailer or teaser. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I hate to be the one to do this, but um, I'm very, very happy to see more of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it has nothing to do with, you know these type of movies being manly or anything like that, it's because he was the start of all this. So yes. why not yes. have him have a prominent place in the new movies? And Linda, Linda Hamilton as well, right? Yes. So... Yeah, we're excited for her, in a way. She oh, yeah, me too. Us. Me too. And then, like, even their banter in the trailer, like, well, her banter, where she was just like, you know, after all this is done, you know, you know I'm going to kill you, right? And he was like... Yeah, I figured, but yeah, um, yeah, that's very Sarah Connor, and we got to see our we got to see the original T eight hundred, and we're getting to see more of it in the trailers, and I'm hoping we get to see a lot more in the movie. So, um, I don't know. This trailer looks really good. It hyped me up a bit more, um, as opposed to the first couple trailers. So, we'll see. Uh, okay, so three yep. things. Mm-hmm. One, Ed, I'm surprised you did not make a complaint about time travel. And how it not working. I wasn't going to bring it up. But, you know, I, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for, you know, growth. Because, no. you know, you don't have to fight every time travel issue. No. <laughs> don't 
Jose, I also agree with you, Ed, in regards to this trailer. It's amazing. Like, I, like I've never been super hyped to see robots fight robots again, like Terminator did. And then, like, the fact that there's cyborgs are apparently in this movie now because the the main chick is a cyborg? Is that a thing? Is that what doing? I don't know if she's a cyber per se. It just looks like they grafted... Like, she, they just made her Weapon X, pretty much. So, like, if a machine she's human. and a robot come together... Well, she's basically like Sam Worthington in the last Terminator movie. Yeah. He was a Terminator and kind of didn't know it. Yeah. Like, he was basically like a Terminator who had a human mind or, like, a human brain that was put into Terminator's body. No, but she said that, like, they just... She says, I'm I'm human. I'm just enhanced. Yeah. So they put oh, yeah. machine parts in her. It's not like she yeah. was a machine and then they took a human brain and put it in there. Yeah. Right. They basically put, like, Terminator parts in her. But then does that make her a cyborg? She's a cyborg. Yeah. She's a cyborg. Yes. So, like, it's cyborgs versus pure machines. Mm-hmm. We must become them to defeat them. Yeah, yeah this, that idea is getting worse and worse the more I hear about it. <laughs> because it's just one of those things where you watch these movies and it's like, haven't we learned our lesson yet? Nah. About, you know, Skynet's coming and... Judgment Day can only be delayed. It can't be stopped. I mean, not to quote the book that I love. Push it back. Hickman in the fucking X-Men books he said AI is not something we we invent but it's something we discover it's just gonna happen regardless so fuck yeah but they've said that that's why every time they try to stop Judgment Day it still happens just as long as the pieces are there it'll happen eventually yes it's just when it happens yes and yet it's gotta soften the blow yeah just let them control our nuclear um, submarines and all of our drones it's so it's gonna work out I mean, you know, it could work. Good and, people. And three, again, I'm agreeing with that. Yes, when you bring the original people to put them in the movie and you still have good writing, it enhances the movie exponentially. That's why I liked the last Halloween that came out because they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis and she was in there and, like, it brought something real to the movie. So, like, and the only other Halloween movie I attended to, like, before the original Halloween was Halloween H2O, which, again, they had Jimmy Lee Curtis. I think it has to have them together for it to be really good Halloweens, you know? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of a really good cast, we have Disney reportedly cuts all uh, X-Men ties with the (laughs) New Mutants. I'm saying that sarcastically because, uh, I mean... This movie was never going to happen. Um, right? It really wasn't. And New Mutants is scheduled for release on April 3rd, 2020. Still going to get a release. And according to a new report from Phantom Wire, Disney is going to be removing all mention of mutants from the movie. So, what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? What do you call this movie if it doesn't like, have mutants? Yes. Um, it's not. It's strange new. Children? new strange children? Strange children. That's stranger what we're calling things? it for that one. Exactly. Stranger, stranger Things, the movie? Exactly. No, we can't call it Stranger Things, the movie, because we don't have the Stranger Things cast. So, we don't oh, call it Strange Children. children. Strange this, children. This is so there odd. Disney, you can use that. Just give us a uh, free fast pass to every Disney theme park for life. And um, let us get in early to your uh, theme park. Uh, you know, new things like Marvel Island. And Fuck we'll that. Good. Fuck that. Andrew, so, give us $10 million each. So, see? see? Greed. Yeah. Greed will yeah. get you every time. Yeah. Free fast pass for life. Greed will help you make your nut faster. Greed. <laughs> <laughs> Ed and I will take free fast pass. We want to go on those rides. Yeah, Disney, seriously. $10 million dollars or no deal. All right, nah. continue, Ed. I'm sorry. We you no, yeah. I mean, it's just really odd. It is really odd. But the only thing I, I can say is that Disney is making these cuts. Disney. Yeah. 
What does that mean? Uh, okay, so uh, a friend of mine, uh, shout out to uh, the Dashing One Cody James, had a theory that the reason they're, what they're going to do is they're going to release this movie as almost like a backdoor to bring into mutants to see if it actually works out. You know, like, like these children, they're strange. Why do they have strange things? And you find out, oh, they might have something in them and something with their genetics, and then later it leads into an X-Men movie, and you're like, oh. Nah. And, but here's I would the like thing. to say to James, wrong. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> the, 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 the brilliant genius of this is, it's already been made, right? So they could do this as a test, and if it sucks, they'd just be like, well, yeah, that was Fox's Red piece con. of trash. We kind of had to put it out because we had agreements, but that was Fox's piece of trash. But if it works out and then actually done well, like it's cut right, they can say they saved a brilliant thing and put a foot to, put a toe in the water of mutants. What I think more likely no. will happen is that they will far remove this from anything that is Marvel. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why it's going o- this is going stuff. away. I don't. But, they clearly yeah. don't like it. They clearly I, don't want it to pee in the X Men pool for them before the movie comes out. And. It's, we we've covered this like multiple times. Like every with every delay and every new bullshit, we kept saying like this movie shouldn't come out. And yeah, this, it just, yeah, it's hot garbage. Hot. Yeah, yeah. No, don't 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 take a dub up my sandwich and tell me it's a a new thing you're trying. I, I don't want to bite. Just don't, leave it alone. Don't piss in my glass and call it sweet lemonade. Yeah. Oh, fucking Superman, Batman. God damn it. Was Superman? Yeah, it was Superman, Batman. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are we talking about? <laughs> they did that joke in Superman, Batman. Oh, right. Because she's like, oh. Granny's, you know, Granny's sweet tea. Granny's sweet tea. She's and like, she, she put, he drank, she drank his pee and then exploded. Yeah. Uh, uh, God damn it, that movie. Why did you say that name? You know, oh, you know I, 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 I was just Martha! I was listening to the Cracked podcast today, and they were talking about uh, like un, like crazy moves that Marvel made in film history that you would think wouldn't make sense. And one of the things they talked about was the fact that Superman Batman came out, and on paper, Superman Batman, it's like, that makes total sense. You do Superman Batman. It's a big budget movie. You have Superman versus Batman. And they're like, oh, Marvel to counter that movie did Civil War, because mm-hmm. then it was Captain America versus Iron Man. But it's like, if you had said some, that to somebody... Like ten years earlier, like we're gonna do a Captain America movie with Captain America versus Iron Man, and we're gonna do a Batman Superman movie. People would like look at you, and they would be like, "Who gives a shit about Captain America and Iron Man?" Like exactly, that? it's like a guy with armor is gonna fight a guy with a shield for a whole movie. Like you don't want to do this as a TV show instead or something. But um, yeah, it's the buildup. You make a good yeah. point there. But then both of them came out, and it was like everybody was like, "Huh." I'm way more invested in this Captain America Civil War yeah, man. with Iron Man than I am in the Superman fighting Batman and Grandma's Sweet Tea bullshit. Uh, and, and both Iron- of them introduced yeah. new characters. And here's the thing, funny thing. Originally, when uh, they weren't sure if Robert Downey Jr. was going to be a big part of that movie from that same interview, they were going to do something for that movie, which was going to be like almost like a rage virus was going to infect the heroes. So that was going to be how they got them to fight each other. It oh wasn't going to be like over a thing. It was going to be like Captain Marvel zombies. The heroes because they're infected with something that's making them get violent. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Garbage. So, but then apparently Robert Downey Jr. was like, yeah, I'll do Civil War, but I also want a bunch of money and I want a bigger role. <laughs> and then Ike Perlmutter was like, no, we're not going to pay all that money. 
because uh, I'm cheap and I like paying that money. And then Disney was like, uh, Kevin, what do we have to do to make this happen? We want a successful movie. And Ike, Ike doesn't actually pay the bills here anymore for this kind of shit. So fuck what he says. Yep. Uh, we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, no, like a lot of Marvel's problems have come from their former like CEO being a fucking cheap skate, quite honestly. Uh, and like Disney taking over, it's like, yeah, no, we have like infinity money. All right. Let's <laughs> just do something that will make us more infinity money. Money has never been an issue for them and since not then. Talk uh, to this guy about stuff like this while he fucks up the Inhumans for TV. Yeah. Oh my God! Because that was all him. So I, could, I guarantee that Ryan Reynolds never has to worry about a budget ever again. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. But uh, that's yeah. I don't. I don't understand this. I don't know why Disney's bothering with this movie. Like they must have either thought they've paid too much for it and they want to recoup something. I, I don't understand it. Or they have some contractual agreement to somehow release this somehow. And it's going to go into the theaters for like two weeks, and they're going to take it out and be like, "Yeah, okay, it was in theaters. Bye, never Bye. again." It's like Street Fighter. What, like the one with Raul Julia? Is, it, is, is that the first one? Yeah, well, that wasn't in theaters for two weeks. I'm pretty sure it was in theaters for a while. It had John Claude Van Damme, Kylie Minogue, and Raul Julia. That shit was amazing. Was it? I've got a message for Bison. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch that. That was a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it may not have been a great movie, but it was great at the time. It was Street Fighter, goddammit. You can come with me, or you can go home. Great lines. When I came to your village, it was the greatest moment you ever had. But for me, (laughs) it was Tuesday. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit. That movie was like secretly quotable. (laughs) That movie's got a lot of good stuff. It came out in 1994. It had a budget of $35 million, and it made $99 million in the box office. Ooh, it had a budget of what? $35 million. Okay, good. And it made $99 million. The film was a commercial success with a worldwide box office, approximately three times its production costs. And its home video releases and television broadcasts were also profitable, with the film earning uh, a return for Capcom of $165 million from the box office and home media. But it was not well received by critics. Nonetheless... Street Fighter made money, and they could suck it. Yep. Yeah, and they made the Street Fighter, the Legend of Chung Li. With yeah, that Lana. didn't make money, and we won't talk about that. We won't talk with about that. Lana. Lana Lang ruins everything she's in. Sorry. And that was supposed to be Chung Li. Yeah, yeah. No, let's, we won't talk about that. Yeah, Ming Na Wen, right? She was Chun Li. No, Ming yeah. Na Wen was Chun Li in the first. In the movie. first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Never, mind. Never mind. And that's why she's the Calvary, and that's why she's the boss. She's the boss. <gasps> Oh my god, Calvary was chugly. How did I not realize that? Yeah, yeah. Well, because she's too badass for that. That's why. And, and immortal. She she does not age. Yep. Not properly. Nope, nope. Damn Just Highlanders. Right. Just right. All right. So, uh, moving on. Uh, Dave Batista. He's uh, busy trying to do everything. Um, basically, Dave Batista is going to be in Gears of War 5 that's coming out this week as a DLC character that you can play, uh, you know, multiplayer and otherwise. Dave Batista has also tried to get the Gears of War movie made a bajillion times, and he, when he talks to about it, he basically tells him he wants to play Marcus Phoenix. So that's a thing. And last, he's also willing to play many parts, like Clayface or in a Drax standalone movie. Basically, Dave Batista is thirsty and will do anything for money. That you Did he have to, like, pay somebody he was in debt or something? Like, he should have plenty of money. 
I think he, I think it's just you know Dave Bautista's fifty years old. He's, he's getting up there. He knows his movie making time is limited to be an action star. He's he started a little late, and he's not going to go back to wrestling because you know uh, wrestling is you know it's not what he wants to do anymore. He actually spends quite a lot of time on Twitter, actually kind of bad mouthing WWE every so often when he sees something he doesn't like what they do. He'll go like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like he'll 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 call them out. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think Batista's just trying to make his money, man. He's hot right now. He knows he's hot. He's got to do what he's got to do while he can do it. These are roles out there he could play. And plus, right now, if they had a Gears of War movie, you can have, you know, Batista as Marcus Phoenix. You could have John Cena as Bayard, the oh, t- true. tech guy. And Terry Crews? Terry Crews, throw him in there. You could have Terry Crews as, you know, uh, you could have Terry Crews, or you could just get Dwayne Johnson and make him uh, Coltrane. I was going to say, like, Coltrane is more I mean, so, like... Terry Crews is definitely Coltrane. Yeah. But if you got two pro wrestlers and you can get The Rock, you get The Rock and you make The Rock. Well, why does it need to be all wrestlers? We can make... No, 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 no. Do this. Do, do, no, I agree with Andrew. Make this, like, the wrestlers... Experiment. WWE Films is going to produce this. Oh, my... Yes! That would yes! be the biggest get they could ever get. That would be the biggest get they could ever get. No, we need to start a campaign. To be fair, John Cena still works for them, so they probably would end up getting some producing credit on the on the back end of that. You guys aren't oh. at all worried about that premise. What I premise? Mean, right Come now, on, right? Look, if it was just three wrestlers and it was like ten years ago, yes. But the fact that all three of these guys are actually doing pretty well in Hollywood. Yes, yes. So let's they all do have their it. Own fan bases. So do it. You take The Rock, who's like. Loved by everyone. You take Batista, who's done some pretty solid work here and there. And you take John Cena, who's been cleaning up pretty well in the comedy fields. Do it. I think. Do and it. then you get some decent other people in Wolves. Yeah. I think you can do it. I don't think The Rock is going to be sold because he did something similar called Doom. Yeah, he did, but also that was really bad. I, no, that was but early that, in his career. I think that was a, early. He didn't know what he was doing. He, he would not do that over again, I'm pretty sure. Not for Gears of, Gears of War, he would. You gotta have the right director. You gotta have the right budget. You gotta have the right crew. What's the name Can't of the guy anybody. with the uh, the cowboy hat? Oh, it's an older guy. Yeah, I yeah. Remember his name now? Yeah, Shawn Ma- Michaels. No, Shawn Michaels has a lazy fucking eye now. He can't be in anything. <laughs> no, seriously, you look Damn. at Shawn Michaels like I don't know. He got something happened a couple years ago. Like he was at some match, he got hit, and like I don't know, he didn't get it treated right. He's got a lazy eye now. Like he like he's literally like one eye straight, one eye crooked. It's that's not good. That's he not like be a sexy boy, and he's bald now too, so that doesn't work. So, but he'd be wearing a cowboy hat for the time. Look, he wears a cowboy hat in every fucking thing he does nowadays to hide the baldness. It ain't working. He just, no, he can't do it. Look, there's a new commercial that just hit the internet today about with Shawn Michaels for the new WWE game, and it's like he's in the commercial and he's fucking cross-eyed in the commercial. It's like you can shoot him from a better angle. <laughs> <laughs> shoot this guy from a good angle. I was like, what the fuck is going on when I saw it? Oh my god, no. Like, what I'm sitting there doing is looking at Sean staring at something over across the room <laughs> that isn't like the people he's standing at. So I'm like, what the fuck? All right, um, so we're moving on. I love Shawn Michaels, but he's fucking cross-eyed as shit. He can't be in our movies. Okay, uh, I, okay, so listen, I totally forgot this. this is not supposed to be a topic, but just real quick. Did, Jer- did Chris Jericho get his belt stolen at a steakhouse? Yes, Chris oh Jericho apparently went and won the AEW title, and then he uh, went to eat at the <laughs> finest Longhorn Steakhouse, which, no shit, I love Longhorn Steakhouse. I, I will fucking eat Longhorn 
any day <laughs> over like a Peter Luger or some shit like that. I love fucking Longhorn. Oh, you say sacrilege. No, fuck that. Peter Luger is lazy steaks. They get a nice steak and they put salt and pepper on it and call it a fucking day. And they go, steak, great. No, fuck that. Longhorn seasons. Fuck that. But anyways. But you're not, um, the, but you're not the type of guy that likes his steak super well done, right? No, I like my steak medium. Okay, okay. good. Like, like, like my steak medium. Like God intended. Yeah, yeah, I'm not eating a Trump steak. People kill that shit, and then that, that pisses me off. Well, then we catch up like Trump. No, 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 no. Get some A one on that. Ugh. Ugh. I don't mind some A one if it's like a really well done steak. It, it might need it then at that point. But oh, I mean, um, well. Anyways, steak. Anyways, but yes, Jericho. I think, uh, apparently, he uh, I think left it in an Uber or something in the suitcase, yeah. or like, and then he got transferred to somebody. I, either way, he lost his belt. His belt got stolen. The AEW so. belt. The yes, he just the a- that he, he just, just got pounds. He was just ground. No, real talk. I was thinking to myself, Vince would buy that off the dark web. It feels like a work, but I mean, I'm, it I'm, feels I'm, like a work, doesn't it? But I, it but Jericho versus legit. the Uber driver. It's legit. Low key, again, Vince would buy that off the web just for the shits and giggles. He'd be like, "How much is it selling on the web? Give me that." Hey, look, if it's the start of another crossover event, hey, that's, and that's how invasion it. starts. Invasion, That's AEW invasion. Invasion, invasion. No, they're, not, they're, not, they're not doing that. Vince, give us a belt back. Nah. <laughs> that would, would require him acknowledging that there's another company in existence. He's not doing that. All right. I'm telling you, it's probably in his bottom drawer, and he flips it. I was like, hey, you guys want to see something real quick? And he just shows him the drawer. <laughs> All right, shh, don't tell anybody. And closes that's, it back. That's, that's probably actually a Vince McMahon thing that he would do. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so uh, Dave Batista, please. Hire him for more things. He will act in everything. I just don't want to see a Drax movie. I just don't want to see a Drax movie. don't need a Drax movie. No, it's okay. Anything else is fine. Drax, you really don't need a movie, dude. Clayface could work, honestly. I mean, it could be interesting. Sure. I'm down. He's He's supposed to be an actor. Is he? I mean, Clayface would be an actor who gets, you know. Yeah, but he's going to be playing an actor. Can we make him, like... Does Batista ever look like somebody who would be in, like, an interview for an actor? Like a... At a casting call, do you see know. Batista like that as an actual serious actor? He looked, he looked very businessy and uh, what's its face? That uh, Spectre. No, well, there is that, but it was also the movie that he did with uh, the sequel to Ant Man, the spinoff movie, Master Z. Oh yeah, yeah, he was, I, remember, I like, see a guy that. in a suit and tie, and he had his yep. yeah, no, he just looked like he just looked like he, he looked like a guy in a suit and tie. He looked like the same guy from um, what, what was the uh, the last James Bond movie called? Uh, Spectre. 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 He look like that. Yeah. Yeah. I He's mean, low, low key. Well, in, this, in this, he'd be, Bar- he'd be you know, Carlo Basil or whatever from Clayface, who would already be a star. Yeah, right? I know, but. And then you'd be watching his downfall. So Yeah, but like, he's a cla- But Carlo Benz was like a classic actor. He's like a classical. Yeah. Batista just looks like a, a bruiser who would pre- he would no, interview no, no, he for did. bruiser roles. He's like a, he's like a, whatchamacallit, like a, the, the guy who got really fat before he got, you know, who was in like a. Uh, Streetcar Named Desire, you know, famous actor. Brando? Or, uh, yeah, he looks like a Brando, a young Brando, but just like bigger. Not a hell he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? He said Mark Brando. <laughs> before before <laughs> Brando got, like, turned into a big fat guy. Okay. And young uh, Brando just like. You know what? Low-key though. Low-key, low-key, Batista can actually act. He's actually really low-key very good actor if you Ed, like show your work Ed, like blade runner he wasn't he had an incredible role in it it was really good um he was good inspector and um Spectre, he also he, was a goon. he also did this movie called bushwick i don't know if you guys ever saw it no 
it's basically about like um it's about like this underground military taking over like New York and he lives in Bushwick Bushwick Brooklyn Borough Brooklyn and like the whole movie is shot in one scene and it's him and this girl trying to uh, trying to escape the borough and get into uh onto the island um check it out i think it's on netflix still bushwick it's really good it's an action movie it's an action movie do you have any movie where he's not being an action star I would, exactly. I would say, I would say Blade Runner. Blade Runner, he had some action scenes, but he wasn't, like... Okay, that upcoming one where they say he dances like Shrek. Oh, my God. What are we talking about? There's a trailer for a movie coming up where he, like, plays a spy. But, like, he's also, like, trying to help this little girl in this neighborhood. Yeah. And she's teaching him how to dance. And then they're watching him on a camera somewhere. And they're like, it's like the ending to the movie, Shrek movie. And they're watching him dance. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, it's like watching the ending to Shrek in real life. I do remember this that. sounds trailer. like yeah. The Rock's early career. It's fucking hilarious. That <laughs> it's like Christian Shaw says it. It's just, oh. I want to see that movie because it just made me laugh that fuck. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but just, it's just such a great line. All right, it's so noted. Uh, yeah, I'm going to find the name of that, but... Um, we ended up talking way longer than on Batista than I thought. About Batista. That's surprising. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a master yeah. guy. You know, he's Giving just, him his due. He's just, uh, he's out there, and he, he captivates audiences everywhere with his, uh, his earnestness. But yeah, so back to the next thing, since that was the last movie thing, we had... TV and Netflix announcing that multiple Netflix series will now drop episodes weekly instead of all at once. The next season of the great British breaking show is going to have seventh batch of episodes. It's first show to implement the new weekly treatment. Bullshit. That's a lie. Netflix is saying this is, that's true. And that's not true at all. Also rhythm and flow, which is going to be a rap competition with TI Cardi B and chance the rapper S judges. They're going to release episodes also, uh, weekly. Yeah, okay, so this is a lie, because I watch a lot of K-dramas in this household, and there's been several K-dramas that they've released to Netflix that are releasing weekly episodes. They don't release them all at once. K-dramas don't count. Oh, really? Yeah, but Netflix is producing and making original, like Netflix original K-dramas right now, and they're releasing them. That. There's no reason they have to follow that model. They could still be releasing them all at once, because K-drama fans, I know for sure, if all the episodes are there, they will fucking watch all of them. They will sit on the couch for eight to nine hours and watch eight hours to nine hours of TV. And there the K-dramas are legitly hour-long episodes. It's not like Stranger Things where it's like 40 minutes and it's like it's an hour. No, it's fucking an hour. An hour and ten minutes. I'm not going to lie. My cousin got me, convinced me to watch the whole series of uh, Coffee Friends over a weekend, and I don't regret it. Yes, that's what happened. Koreans are the original bingers. Like, they were doing this shit for years before we even knew about it. Hardcore, Korean ajamas and grandmas were just out there fucking binging these shows. I mean, if you didn't say these shows, it could be a whole different concept. Yeah, no, but this, 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 like, this is a lie. Also, it's gonna would be what's probably gonna happen to everyone going forward. So yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess that's the real question: Is binging going away? No. Eventually. No. Yes and no. Yes and no. I think. They're going to pick it. I think it's honestly going to be a pick and choose thing for shows that are maybe like game showy or like stuff where like mm. something where 
like I feel as though certain shows will get the weekly treatment and certain shows they will have to drop as an entire series. For sure, if they're getting mm-hmm. content from like like they're getting the new season of Arrow, they're not going to give you new episodes of Arrow because they don't have those contracts. So they're going to give you like when the season's done, they're going to give you the entire season one lump sum. There you go. Right. Shows that they create, they're more likely than not to pull that weekly shit. But like I think again, it's not going to be everything. It's not going to be one tilted to one side or another. It's going to be um uh, um mix. Right. See, I think they're going to force that, actually, and they are going to start making more things weekly because it's never been good for them, this, uh, this new model they've got bad of binging. Because literally, like, if, you, if they release a new show and it's super awesome and then you watch it all weekend, you're done watching it. So yeah, it's true. like you don't have – like, you could cancel Netflix then for the next month or two. If you don't think there's anything coming out that you're going to want to watch and then resubscribe and save your 10 bucks, whereas opposed to if they start forcing people to watch it weekly, you're stuck. You're going to you're going to have to keep it to watch the whole time. I think I they're going to start reversing that for everybody. Like Apple's going to definitely be doing it for the new Apple TV service that's going to come out. They have some of their shows. They're going to release those shows weekly. Hulu, I'm sure, will do it. Disney is definitely doing it for The Mandalorian and a couple others. These are not coming out all one and done. Yeah, no. So it's it's Netflix is going to have to they're going to follow suit. They're going to start a, doing as, the same thing. As a consumer, this sucks though. Yes. this is awful. Uh huh. I hate it. I mean, I'm I get I get it, it just but I hate it. Now been conditioned to want to do it the other way, and they're taking that back. They're going, yeah, we need you guys to hang around a little longer. We're not going to do that. So okay, so I remember something that I, I and I never forget this. Anytime I think about Netflix and when I do something new. When they were at a conference and they said, our goal is to be HBO before HBO becomes us. Mm. So I guess following that, like, like, uh, credo, mm. this makes hella sense. And you brought up some valid points and stuff, but like, I don't, I think, cause like, the, cause here's the thing. When this article came out, there was a lot of quick backlash and they dropped an article today stating that this is not happening to everything. They wanted to clarify that this is just happening to these two new things that are coming out. So, like, I, I feel as though they're like, they, they know that the giving everything at once is one of their secret sauces. And Netflix, again, you said, is not making a whole profit. So, what the... Damn it, Andrew. Golly. I'm sorry. And, I found pictures of Shawn Michaels. There you go. But and he decided to share it with the entire group. So, yeah. now I'm what looking does. at the eye that is late Jesus. Oh, it's, it's like it's peering. Oh, my God. He looks He's angry. peering into your soul. He can see yeah. beyond you, Sam. Oh. oh. Just looking at the... What secrets lie behind that eye? Oh, my gosh. You never want to see your heroes fall like that. I don't know. If people who are listening to the podcast, we're referring to Shawn Michaels yet again. Uh, yeah. And his he, lazy eye. Yeah, like I said, he got hurt a couple of years ago and it apparently screwed up his eye. Um, and, and Andrew can't let the freak go. Look, it's not a pro. It's just he's not made for TV anymore. He's not a sexy boy anymore. It's just what it is. He's just not a sexy boy anymore. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's sad. Look, it's everyone sad. gets old. It's just what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I read a headline from Kayfabe News, which is uh, like a bullshit. Oh Jesus. Yeah, HBK made fun of him. I'm sorry, Rod Van Dam made fun of him once too in an interview. 
But uh, <laughs> no, kayfabe news. Uh, the headline was Shawn Michaels says I and WrestleMania return. Other Iceland to the left. Oh <laughs> man! Uh, Jesus Christ! But no, he had had some match with Kane, and it like got injured. And I don't know, they just didn't take care of it properly, and his eyes got fucked up. But yeah, so that's what happened. Uh, that was far funnier than it should have been. Um, okay. <laughs> and that was really all we had for TV, right? Yeah, cause, yeah uh, looks like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then the next thing was uh, DC and DC Comics Doomsday Clock series, which has been going on uh, since last year. A 12-issue miniseries that's taking about 24 months to finish. Uh, because, uh, well, they're saying Jeff Johns is taking a long time to write it. Um, but then it also seems to say that, like, it's hard to write, and it's also uh, high-quality artwork takes a long time, too. So it seems like they're just saying Jeff is too busy because he's been helping write DC movies, you know, those super successful movies. Right? Um, super successful. And he's also been the writer and executive producer on the upcoming DC Universe Stargirl series. Um, not to mention he's also, you know, the chief, and then he's also doing, uh, the Shazam series, which has also had delays. So, yeah, apparently he's too busy, but clearly they should have taken him off some projects and made him maybe do some other stuff to get this wrapped up. I don't know. I don't know who cares about the series totally anymore. I mean, I'm reading it. It's been fine. It's been interesting. It basically feels like... DC series heroes have been kind of almost tossed into the Watchmen universe because their world in this miniseries is like just shit. Like people have turned against Superman because Superman's trying to defend Firestorm in Russia and Firestorm accidentally uses his powers and turns an entire crowd in Russia into glass. Oh crap! That sucks. And then you get the new Rorschach who like gets thrown into Arkham Asylum by Batman yeah, Which he's pretty he's, bad for him. He's a son of the therapist of the original Rorschach, correct? Yes. Okay. Who actually, Rorschach killed. Right. And he doesn't realize his, he was killed. Uh, he killed his father. So that's a whole thing. Then you have I don't know this uh, other kind of clown gang, the Marionette and the Mime, and they come from the Watchmen universe and they seem to have powers and they're hanging out with the Joker's his minions. That's bananas and then you have like dr manhattan on mars who apparently fights and just defeats the entire justice league by himself so that's a whole thing it it's just a crazy story i don't exactly know how they're gonna end this exactly do you feel do you feel like he's gonna step down from dc entertainment possibly at some point I, i i i'm getting this growing feeling that just based off of this article alone that it might not even be worth staying on as executive for these movies. Like it is for him. Like, if he's actually working on TV and the TV stuff is doing better, it's probably better. But, like, the movie stuff, what is it really doing? It's like, it's, it doesn't seem to be doing anything for him. If they are using his stuff, it doesn't feel like they're using a lot of it because it feels so far off and so different from the stuff he's doing in, like, books. So, you know, like, again, they haven't gotten a Flash movie done because what? Because of scripting and director problems? And it's like, if he's working on movies, he wrote The Flash for years. This should be, like, easy. Yeah, that's true. To help them craft a decent <clears throat> Flash story. That's true. Exactly. It hasn't happened yet. And again, he's writing Green Lantern Corpse. Like, I can't... Like, I don't see Green Lantern's happening fast. It's a big movie to do Green Lantern. So this is an expensive movie. Like, it feels like 
too much risk for them to do another Green Lantern movie. Until, like, they have guaranteed successes on their hand outside of Wonder Woman. I mean, I'm again, this, this is what we've been talking about when <clears throat> comparing Marvel and DC, or I'm sorry, Marvel and Warner Brothers, because Marvel has Kevin Feige, who was not some comic book writer that, you know, Marvel had, you know, from way back writing their stuff or anything like that. He was just some guy who loved the culture, read the books, and was in movies, and they hired him to be producer on and run the whole show. Mm-hmm. Like, why have a guy like Jeff Johns, who's already busy as it is, running the entire show? Yeah. When they could just get someone like Kevin Feige... To work with them. Yeah. Get what they need. Because, I mean, that's essentially what they do with Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb still writes books here and there, but he tends to work more on the TV side with the people there and help them do the TV stuff. Right. I... I feel as though, like, DC, DC doesn't take it seriously. Like, they don't, they don't, like, not DC, sorry, Warner Brothers Warner doesn't Brothers. take DC, DC seriously. They don't, like, Disney, I don't know how super involved they are in Marvel, but I know that they give them a lot of lateral and a lot of just money and just say, hey, go make magic. And we only yeah. pay them, and Kevin Feige feels like he's like the maestro keeping time and like the maestro and like the, 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 I guess, logistics person, he just makes sure everything meshes and everyone gets what they need to make the best movie possible. And, like, I feel like Warner Brothers is just like, let's make money. Wait, no. You know what makes money? Batman. That's what Batman... Wait, no. Uh, so uh, tired of that. Let's make it action. Well, Marvel just made a, made a funny movie. We should make a funny movie. But wait, is this movie dark? Yeah. Let's, let's make it dark. But, like, uh, funny? And then we get Suicide Squad. They don't... They don't know how to put together a foundation like Marvel did. I mean, Disney d- didn't just throw money at Marvel. I mean, Kevin Feige had to show, like, in the first phase that, okay, we can connect all these, make this successful, and make money. I'm pretty sure they didn't throw Anything. all this money at first well, again, at well, these movies. That's another thing I found out from this podcast this week. Like, Marvel would have been really fucked if Iron Man 4, there Iron you go. Man 1, did not succeed. There you go. Marvel didn't have Disney or anybody backing them at that time. No. So what they, so no, but here's the thing. Here's what they did. They went to like I, don't, I forget who it was. I want to say Merrill Lynch. I'm not positive, but it might be them. I, like they went to like someplace like Merrill Lynch, or them, to, uh, and they basically said, "We want to make an Iron Man movie. Um, we need X number of dollars to do this. We are willing to put Captain America, Iron wow, Man, Thor, wow, holy shit, if we fail and can't pay this back." So they basically put characters, main oh my characters, God. as collateral in the event they were unable to pay back this loan of money. Wow. That so news was, almost broke me. So Holy then, shit. So then if they had failed with Iron Man and it was a fucking flop, Marvel would have had pieces of its characters, like literally characters they use in books, taken from them and just strewn across the winds to this company who could have done anything they wanted with them. Life that is so crazy. Whose idea was that? Because that is some type of mad cat... That's balls. That's what it they, is. That's, that's just putting all of That's what it is. They had already lost the big characters like Spider-Man and the X-Men of the Fantastic Four. They only had the C-list characters in the Avengers at this time. They had to do something with them. They had to go big or go home. You got to risk it to get the biscuit. All that's right. crazy, I, man. I, I, I respect and even it. Like, and even like the whole Sam, you know, uh, Sam, Sam Jackson, like his cameo is Nick Fury. Like they did that after Iron Man was done because like – 
Nick Fury, uh, Sam Jackson had must have talked to Feige or somebody was like that. He was like, yeah, I want to be in these movies. And like, they kind of thought about it like quickly and they were like, well, you know what? We have you. Like your likeness is one of our characters. Like, let's film something. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, like and him and Feige kind of like talked it out and figured it out. Like, like let's film this thing this extra scene for Iron Man where we introduce your character to the Marvel Universe and we talk you know, about this Avengers initiative. And, and, and this, that's, that's like, they didn't have that planned out to be a right. movie. That was like an extra thing they decided, let's do this at the end. As much let's as everybody, something. as like much it. as everybody praises Robert Downey Jr., I have to say, based off that, Andrew, that Samuel L. Jackson was the true catalyst for this entire fucking thing. Oh no. Oh no. Well, they, they also said in that same interview, like Sam Jackson did pretty much the same thing with Star Wars. Like, he wanted yeah. to be in Star Wars, and he wanted to Lucas. Yeah. He was like, look, I'll be a stormtrooper. I don't care. Like, I just want to be in Star Wars. And they were like, no, we'll make you a Jedi. And then he was like, cool. That's great. Give me a purple lightsaber, damn it. Well, that's basically what he said. He's like, I want a different color lightsaber. I want a purple. I want something so I can see myself in fights. In a big fight scene, I want to know exactly where I'm at. And so they gave him That's purple. why they gave him the purple. Because it's like, I'm the only guy out there with purple. In a big fight scene, I know exactly where the fuck I was. Like, you can see I like see that. Me. Yo, Sam I mean, Jackson, yo. Respect. Right, respect. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, you know, he, he made some moves, but it worked. And, I mean, you know, Feige probably had to come to him and be like, look, if we put you in here as this, you're going to be Nick Fury in, like, the next 10 years of movies. You're going to probably have to pop up in some of these. You made it. Like, signed on. like, say it. Fuck it. Let's and do it. And then Disney, and you, Disney bought him for $4 billion, and they've turned that into billions upon billions upon billions when people thought they were crazy. But, like, this is the thing I see. Like, when people talk about Disney, like, oh, they're so controlling. And, like, they don't let directors do whatever they want. But, like, if you really look at Disney, like, John Lasseter, they picked up Pixar. They bought Pixar. Right. What happens? They put him in control of, like, the entire entertainment, like, an animation division. Like, their That's whole true. Disney animation. He was made chief of it. He was the guy who ran it all until, like, sexual allegations popped up, and now they kind of shunted him out. But regardless of that, before that, like, Disney Animation wasn't doing all that hot outside of Pixar movies. And once he came in and they bought Pixar and they brought him into the fold, they were like, yo, run this show completely. And it and worked. Like, like him or not, he, the hits came. Yeah. Like, everything he touched after that was pretty decent. It's like they, they know how uh, company hierarchy works, yeah. how the chain of command is supposed yeah. to work. And, and Warner Brothers is, is just all over the place. <laughs> the same is true here. Like, Feige, as their lead producer guy for the Marvel stuff, gets the places and the people in place that he needs. He has the lieutenants or whatever under him who get the job done and get whoever they need to get. Right. Get the stars, get the casting people, get whoever they need. And they put it all in place for TV, for movie, for whatever. And... Um, like again, at this point, Disney's fixed it. So he doesn't have to answer to Ike Perlmutter who runs Marvel comics because Ike would consistently get in the fucking way. Yeah. Fuck and that like, guy. Yeah. Like he's, I, I don't know how they haven't cut him out yet at this point. He's probably got agreement or some shit like that. He probably probably. has some kind of agreement. He probably does. Cause it doesn't make sense that they actually still keep him. Cause it doesn't feel like they need him anymore. Like, I don't think Marvel comics needs him to run them. I mean, again, and those big decisions where, like, the Inhumans were the big part of the comic books for a couple of years, it's an Ike decision because they wanted to punish the X-Men and Fox. Yeah, Fox that's right. To play. So yeah. Something with the Fantastic Four. That like, was dumb. Like, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's comics. So it's like you can get rid of a character. 
and I didn't mind in human stories. It elevated these characters to a new place where they needed to go for a little while because nobody was doing with anything otherwise, and nobody would have done anything. You know, no, interesting but, situations creates interesting stories. But but Andrew, I, I actually really like Inhumans. They ruined Inhumans in the process. It wasn't it, for me. It wasn't yes. about the X Men. It was it was about mm-hmm. them destroying like a really good property. Especially at the end with the the death yeah. of an Inhumans comic series. That was ridiculous. How they they just wiped out the every all the work they did. They wiped it out in literally five issues. Yep. Well, I mean, right. and left like the X Men have been killed to like millions of mutants down to 200 mutants in the entire Marvel Universe before. Yeah, but people they, give a shit about the X-Men. I know, but the thing is, X-Men are been, it's like, if you think about Marvel, if you say Marvel in your head and you think of the first four or five things that come to mind, X-Men is going to be one of those things that comes to mind. Yeah, X-Men that's is true. cornerstone of Marvel. We always knew X-Men was going to come back around in some way. Even if it was the right stay with Fox, they were eventually going to be like, yo, let's just do some stars with X-Men. Well, again, they, never, they never left. They just downplayed them. Yeah. They were still pushing, pushing out X-Men books. <clears throat> you know, it was just uh, the Fantastic Four where the Human Torch and Thing were kind of the only ones doing their thing while Reed and Sue were gone. And yeah, they then, split like, up the Fantastic Four, yeah. Even then, like, Human Torch was on the Avengers. Thing was doing his own thing. He was right. the Guardians for a little while. He was other places. Which was cool. Yeah, I mean, like, they didn't completely, like, kill the characters off and, like, get rid of them. They just weren't making a Fantastic Four book. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is one book. You know, or two books, since there's a future foundation book right now too. Yeah. Also out. But um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's it's what it is. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But interesting stories uh, about Marvel nonetheless. Uh, so Super Smash Brothers. Do you play that Ed? Yeah, I'll play that a little bit. Uh, I mean, I don't really play it solo that much. Um, but uh, I. Super Smash Brothers getting even more DLC, mm-hmm. um, which we kind of knew. I like I knew the Joker was coming out from Persona Five. Uh, mm-hmm. Great game, by the way. Played that on the PlayStation. Absolute Persona series is really really good. So it's nice to yeah. actually see a character show up in Super Smash Brothers. Um, uh, when the game launched, Nintendo only revealed five DLC fighters plus the pre-order bonus Piranha Plant, the first. Joker from Persona 5 debuted in April, with the second, the hero from Dragon Quest, debuting in July. The third, Banjo-Kazooie, dropping today. And the fourth, Terry Burgard from Fatal Fury, that's you, Sam, uh, was just revealed in today's Nintendo Direct. There is no announcement of the fifth fighter yet. Um, So what do you guys think about this this particular DLC? (laughs) We all know there's, there's more to come. The You're fifth one has Waluigi. To be, the fifth one needs to be Waluigi, and here's what: at this point, I feel like Nintendo is trolling the Super Smash Bros. Yeah, they're fucking with people with the Super Smash community, so they need to uh-huh. make the fifth one Waluigi. They just needed to because he's I don't not know the only. They're gonna do it, man. Why not? What is the what is the hate against Waluigi? I don't know if they're gonna do it. I mean, if you look at this too, like all the fighters that have been in this first pack, almost feel like non-Nintendo characters. Yeah. So I feel like it's gonna be a non-Nintendo character. It's gonna be like one more person who's like from another company that you wouldn't expect to see. And then maybe in the second fighter pack, which they also announced today, that's gonna come. Maybe they'll finally give you Waluigi then. But like, there's some hate for Waluigi there somewhere, man. They're like, nah. They're like. Screw that guy. We're not putting him in as a fighter. No. What if they put, like, Goku? So, uh, so voted for that. I actually think it's going to end up being one of the Ninja Turtles with the Turtles in Time, like, command list. Because it makes too much sense for Smash Bros. 
to have one of the turtles in there. I would like to see all four of them in there. Well, That'd be they, nice. If one of them gets added, they can easily make all four because they'll just yeah. make them swaps, different yeah. costumes. They can, you know, they can pretty much give them the same attacks, just different costumes. And just have, or you can just make them like they all fight at the same time, but like not at the same time. Oh, I see what you mean. They yeah. swap, you can swap. You press it apart on the keyboard and you uh, D-pad and you just swap. Right. Oh, they make them like Pokemon. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, like that. Pokemon characters, we could just swap in and out. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Terry Bogart. I I loved like when I was a yeah. kid. My cousin showed me the, the the animated movies for that, and I played SNK, and I I loved that whole franchise. So Terry Bogart being in this is freaking dope. I kind of hope they get maybe some other people like you know from that franchise, but you know. I can, but, I'll, I'll just take just take Terry. But uh, the, the FGC is pretty huge right now, Sam. Um, fighting game community, um, and I think we're actually going to eventually get uh, Capcom versus SNK, uh, a new one. Um, Maybe. And I think it's going to happen fairly soon. Um, we we got a, a lot of new fighting game anni- announcements recently, which mm-hmm. we probably won't go into uh, today, but. Um, I want Tekken versus Street Fighter. Where is it? We've already had. We had Street Fighter Tekken versus X. Tekken. We had Tekken Sh- X Street Fighter. We had Street Fighter X Tekken. I want Tekken versus Street Fighter. Street Fighter X Tekken was the one. That there were Street Fighter with Tekken characters. I want the one that plays a Tekken with Street Fighter characters. Never Akuma, gonna happen. A- Akuma Never was in the latest Tekken. And that's Never the gonna closest happen. we've gotten. I want Tekken X Street Fighter. I Sons want bitches. Marvel versus Capcom versus SNK. That'd be cool. So you want? F- oh, okay. I see. I can see that happening. That that's an easy. Might as well throw some King of Fighters in there. Do like yes. an all well, out SNK, uh, battle SNK, royale. Doesn't SNK? You might as well just cover? throw Mortal Kombat in there. Hmm. So no, no. Do you think that SNK doesn't SNK cover King of Fighters? Yeah, yes. yeah. Actually, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So just like do that. Just just do that. I want to see all of those people fight. I want to have Kikuisuke and then like no Kikuisuke. I want uh, fucking Ryu and Iron Man and uh, what is it, Mister 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 Takamoto? I forget what his name is. The uh, the guy with the, the ninja mask with the oni mask that that's from like um, Real Bad Husband. Yoshimitsu. Sorry, yeah, that. Uh, yes, yes, right. That right. Yes, that Yoshimitsu. Right. Yes. Wait, no, that's not. You talking about the guy Tekken. from Tekken, right? No, not Tekken. Uh, ooh, uh, who are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, what was the kind of like the, the opposite of Street Fighter back in the day where it was for like SNK. It was a uh, is it real fight or what? Uh, and it had Kyo in it and it was oh my god it's driving me crazy. It was like it was pretty much Street Fighter's ripoff but not really because it was um yeah I think I know that was and, King of Fighters yeah no, and it had Cody a... you're talking and about Rio Cody. yes wait is is Cody they is Co- Cody was Cody was his like partner. And that, and then he ends up in the uh, Street Fighter universe. Cody's from this universe. Where I'm talking about is Cody's from that game first. Cody from Street Fighter is Cody was from Final Fight. Damn, Final Fight. Damn it! Fuck yes. Final there Fight. we go. Final we Fight. Go. Yes. Who was the sensei in that? There was Final. It was Cody, Guy, and somebody else. Who was the other guy? Oh, Hager. Yeah, but who was the main character's sensei? Oh, I don't think anybody knows that. He has. He wore a mask. That was a long mask. I cannot remember this. F in there. Whatever. There was another Street Fighter ripoff that I'm thinking of from SNK, but I can't remember what it was called now either. It wasn't King what? of Fighters though. It was something that was like really like it was like World Fighters or something like that. Yeah. 
Right. All right. Ed. It was like World Fighters from SNK. It totally looked like Street Fighter, but like bootleg character versions. I don't quite remember. <laughs> oh, I'll have to fire up Mammoth later and see if I can find it. It's 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 gonna take. I'm not there was like a bootleg Street Fighter game with like really bootleg versions of the characters from the nineties, and maybe one of our twenty-something listeners <laughs> is yelling it out right now. <laughs> They're just like, you idiots! It's, it's like, blah, no, blah, blah. it's this game. Don't you know? And that's why we should change the subject. So, <laughs> this one is for Andrew. The, uh, and this is all you, buddy. This is all you. It's about, this is, this it's is about, the bay. It's about my third wife. Um, well, wait, who's your second wife? I don't know yet. I'm not certain. Um, Are the initials MW? All right, not going to. Okay, we'll see in three episodes, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, guys, if you want to have a good insult for your wife that she might not pick up her on right away, if she does something wrong that you disagree with, you know, let's just look at her and be like, that's something a real first wife would say. And then see Ooh. how she reacts when you walk oh, away. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'm a, like, I don't need to get killed. I'm okay. Yeah, that's not a that's, good idea. Of my sometimes own. they won't pick up on that. No. Sometimes they'll get it right away. No, my, no, my, my baby would pick up on that quickly. And <laughs> it sounds like you tested that. Out. Yeah, I have. It's pretty funny, but it's pretty uh, terrible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, so basically, uh, WWE star Asuka uh, is open to her own YouTube channel uh, called Kana-chan TV, uh, which probably refers to the fact that in Japan she went by the wrestler name of Kana. But, uh, yeah, her real name is also Kana Kananoka Yurai. And she'd been posting tweets of her new gaming setup in her home. This was followed by images of her designing a logo before Kanachan TV suddenly emerged on YouTube alongside a short clip of the Empress of Tomorrow playing a stage in Super Mario Maker 2. Um, but yes, people that might not know, she used to have uh, a work as a freelance game journalist and a game designer. A graphic I did designer, not know that. With her password having been licensed by both Microsoft and Nintendo. Kana's Twitter regularly plays hosts to gaming content featuring titles that she plays like Rolling Thunder 2, Super Mario Odyssey, Snatcher, Devil's Crash, ESWAT, alongside photos of her ever-expanding console and video game collection. Uh, Asuka is the best female wrestler in the world. She did not get enough play. She lost to Charlotte Flair, which was a travesty. Totally objective. But she was... like. Dude, she was literally like built up like the next Goldberg for like about two years in WWE. Like she was an NXT, she lost to no one. She came to the main roster, she lost to no one. She went to WrestleMania to fight uh, what's her face, Charlotte, and then she lost finally. And it was just like it, it just felt wrong. She should have won. Mm-hmm. She was Goldberg. You know, she the phrase Goldberg. that everyone would use would be like, "No one is ready for Oscar." And that would be how they always played it. Because no one would ever be ready. She would just beat you. It should have been Asuka versus Ronda Rousey. East Ooh. versus West. Ooh. We did not get that. And I love I, Becky Lynch. And I love Charlotte. But it's Asuka. She should, she should be amazing. And she should be respected. And they're not doing either of those things right now. They've, they've paired her up in a tag team with another Japanese girl called the Geisha Girls. Oh. It's goddamn insulting. Mm. Sucks. Even though they're both so, managed by Paige, and Paige is awesome too, but she's also can't wrestle anymore. So let me ask you this: Does this hint at her retirement, Asuka? Yeah, 
I don't think so. She came to the WWE for a reason. That's probably to make money. She's making money. She's probably okay. Not she's just doing this on the side type thing. Oh yeah, well a lot of okay. wrestlers. If you look at it, a lot of wrestlers nowadays are getting into gaming because they have free time on the road and stuff. The most popular probably being Austin Aries, who goes by the name of Xavier Woods. Wait, is it Austin Aries? Oh shit! I'm oh yeah, New Day. Up. Yeah, from the Bootios. 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 Yeah, but he's probably the most popular. He has his gaming channel, Up Up Down Down. Um, so he posts lots of streaming content. They brought cool. him in, I know, for like Gears. Uh, fives launch uh, stuff at E3 last year. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's got a big side channel where he's probably making money outside of WWE. And apparently he also got Triple H to appear on Up, Up, Down, Down recently since uh, he uh, got 2 million subscribers. I guess oh, Triple H whoa. to do it and be on his channel. If he took notice. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know. He's, uh, Did Triple H play video games? Apparently he says he names his favorite video games and... and Triple H is old. He probably played like Mario Brothers or something. He's probably, you know. I, w- I want to see Triple H game. I, I like aggressively game. Well, he is the game. So it is I mean, time to not, play the game. It is time to play the game. You see what I did there? It's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about, it's all about control. And if you can make it, it's all about debt. And if you can pay it, ah. it's all about the game. Who wants to play it? I want to spit water in the sky and make like a mist and go. Oof. I mean, you could. You can always do that as long as you have water. Get it all over this laptop. So no, exactly. Well, that's how you spit it up and away from the fan, so the fan blows it away. Okay. And last but not least, Overwatch. Overwatch has been rumored, but it is now confirmed. It is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yay! Overwatch is awesome. This is pretty big, actually. Right? It is pretty big. That that means they're gonna have a uh, have to have a nice stable online ecosystem mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Switch, right? Which it technically does have, but just a, a shitty voice chat system. But I mean, we don't know like details in terms of like if it's going to be if they're gonna have team deathmatch or anything. Like, are, is it gonna be a carbon copy of what? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't hmm. think you can do anything else. I think it's just going to be straight up Overwatch. So, um, yeah, it's coming October 15th this year. I was super excited to get it. And then, of course, I realized I still need internet to play Overwatch. So it doesn't really help me when I'm on the train. You know, oh, it's, true. Uh, I may still consider it eventually. NJ so Transit Wi Fi not, not good enough for you? <laughs> NJ Transit Wi Fi. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you get viruses. That's how you get all the viruses. No, no, they, they took care of that. You're not going to get any viruses because it doesn't exist. <laughs> no. NJ Transit Wi Fi. Yeah. <laughs> NJ Transit. My word. <laughs> all right. Overwatch not has been bitter. Out for two years and. Uh, yeah, this will be a good way to get uh, the fan base uh, energetic and hyped again because it's new platform and it's the Switch. So, you know, you can play Switch anywhere. As long as you got Wi-Fi. Not new J-Trans Transit. <laughs> I feel like it goes with the Switch, too. I mean, like, just the art style and everything. It just yeah. feels like a Switch game. Yeah. Yeah, it's just in time for a Switch Lite, so. Yeah. Lots of new people picking up stuff. Um, well, who wants to talk about manga and anime? We can both talk about manga and anime, right, Sam? Sure. Although um, I don't kind of want to talk about this topic, but sure. <laughs> Look, it's news and it happened. So, uh, 
fuck, Fanimation? What the fuck? Your favorite American Dragon Ball voice actors may be in some serious trouble. I mean, one of them has been in trouble for a while now, Vic Mignogna, Mignogna, who um, voices Broly um, in the Broly movie and Broly in the past movies. Um, He's in trouble for some sexual harassment claims. And, yeah, that's been going on for the past year now. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, apparently, there are some leaked recordings of some voice warm-ups from some of these voice actors and uh let's see Funimation allegedly revealed voice actors from Dragon Ball Z including what appears to be Goku's English voice actor Sean Schemmel making homophobic incestuous and uh, um, overall offensive jokes while recording uh while they vary in subject matter and levels of offensiveness one particularly egregious clip seemingly involves Shemmel speaking as Goku hurling homophobic slurs at the character's son. Another Dragon Ball clip uses licensed music in the background. Yeah, I did hear that one. I don't know if you guys heard this yet. Uh, while multiple characters play out an audio drama about sodomy. So the end of the clip Good stuff. literally is, is like 10 minutes long of this like audio drama. And it is pretty awful. Like there's a point where Vegeta tells Gohan to get on the casting couch. Oh. And like, yeah, it, it's, oh. it's kind of messed up. And um, oh. a lot of people are using this wow. as, as uh, ammunition with the whole Vic Mignogna uh, yeah. situation. Cause they're because all like, they're all that. whistle. The, these voice actors are, are that have been leaked here have been whistleblowers in that whole situation. So it's like glass houses. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to wonder what Funimation is going to do now because that's Toei, all the cast. Toei Animation, who Holy owns shit. Dragon Ball. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it seems four star. Oh. Exactly. Oh my exactly. God. A lot of people are saying that. If you hire a scene four star, I'll actually watch Dragon Ball Z. If they hire out of here. If they hire Team Four Star, I I I I have to give them all of it. They, well, I mean the, we're one step closer to that happening. And give um, them some uh, you know, some script input here and there. Although I think there are enough fans out there that will not let this be a situation where this entire cast is fired. It I don't think that's gonna happen. If that's the case. It, they, see, they might just say this was just a warm up, you know, we're just joking around, having fun. Why would y'all record it? Was this re- is cancel mm. culture, man. This may not be their this may not be their choice. Why yeah. would y'all record it though? That's the thing. Are they coming to New York Comic Con this year? It's a possibility. Yeah. Possibility. I think they are. Maybe not. Maybe not anymore. Yeah. I I like if you got a, if you guys get a chance. Please listen to the leaked audio. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, there's a brief recording. Also, apparently features the voice of Chi-Chi making incest-related jokes. Yeah, she's like moaning and crying Gohan's name Uh, (laughs) in the the recording. Yeah, it's... it's, I'm going to have to listen to this quietly because this sounds... uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Team Four Star... Get your names in there. Yep. Kaiser Neko, time to show up. Show out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh. Good. I was just going to say, you know, 
You yeah. know they can do the voices, so maybe. Might as well. Might yeah, as well. Uh, let it happen. I'm sure you can buy the old episodes of DBZ Abridged from them and just package those and sell them. I'm sure they'll cut a deal with you guys. Oh, honestly, all Funimation... All Funimation would have to do is bring those guys to their studios. They've got all the gr- good shit in terms of equipment. Yeah. Might as well just re-record everything. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely make it like a, uh, like a like part of the DVD set where it's just like, as in like the Bruce area, they're like Dragon Ball Z abridged and they just have all of it. Or like mm-hmm. even the Kai episodes that they do, you could just put that in there and they'd be like, holy crap, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Although this would totally put a kibosh on any future episodes of Dragon Ball Z abridged because they're not going to love doing that shit. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I get some recastings, definitely, but nah. I don't know. Nah. All right. Uh, next on the list. I can't pronounce his name, so please somebody else do that. Marguerite, Marguerite. Bennett. There you go. Brings the world of Ruby to comics. I'm going to just read off the top of this. Uh, one of the more popular anime series currently being released to air is Rooster Teeth Ruby. Uh, it is a story about a beloved fantasy adventure series that takes place in the magical medieval world of Remnant with four kingdoms plagued by the devastating monsters known as Creatures of the Grim. In order to combat the escalating threat, gifted young people are sent to Beacon Academy to train, become hunters and hunters in the face of ferocious monsters menacing the four kingdoms. And I've, like, you can't be in, like, the anime community and not see Ruby flash in front of your screen a bunch of times. That's true. Uh, Team is the same people who did Red vs. Blue, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm like, a huge I, fan of that. Yeah, some somebody I knew put me onto Red Rose Blue a while back and wow. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So like I, I knew about it. I have never actually watched Ruby or read Ruby and I feel like a bad person for that. Like but like there's too much content. That's what I always say. There's too much content out there and I can only consume so much and still have a life and still maintain things. But like I've always wanted to and this is an interesting thing because now uh uh, DC Comics will adapt the popular property to Western style comics with the bestseller bestseller writer again somebody pronounce the name for me I have no Marguerite idea. Bennett yes Marguerite Bennett and her bombshell DC bombshell collaborator Mirka Andolfo at the helm I like this you guys are going to pronounce the name <laughs> wasn't this the series where the creator died shortly afterwards Yes, unfortunately. The person yeah. who started Rooster Teeth actually died. Right what? After the, I didn't know that. No, I don't huh? know Rooster Teeth, but Ruby. Yeah, oh, no, Ruby. The, the creator of Ruby died. Yeah. Like, okay. well, while the series was still, like, being a thing. Yeah. Which is why they didn't make any new stuff, but then they started making new stuff. So. Yeah, somebody got it and started making some new stuff. Yeah. I'm actually, it, though. I haven't watched it yet either. I haven't watched it yet either. I mean, I'm kind of beating myself up over it because... It's got games even, too, I think. Yeah, I think it's got games. I didn't even know it was by Rooster's Teeth until recently. Oh. And it's been... Actually, it's been around for what? It's been a couple of years. One right? or two years now? Two years? For, no, for a while. I think a little like, A while longer than that? Three mm-hmm. to five, maybe. I think it's like three to five. It came out 2013. Oh, see? So it's like... 2013. Six years. It's got... Damn. I think six seasons, actually. Number yeah six seasons seventy nine episodes and it looks like it's at volume seven of its maybe books yeah, yeah I don't it's, know it's been getting around for a while it sent us around four chicks on, at the school Vegan Academy and each one of their names spells out Ruby so, oh I see I see I see yeah, that makes sense I mean. yeah like I know enough I, I know like 
from watching other stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, from like watching stuff on the internet, like Death Battle. I know about the characters. I just don't know about the series. Like, actually, know what watched it. Okay. Yeah, it's on the list. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And I think that's it for uh, anime manga news. So reviews. First on the list, House of X, because we do we do the X-Men since Jonathan Hickman has taken them over because it's been freaking awesome. And this episode What I'm a bombshell. What right? a bombshell. It, it didn't it didn't disappoint. You keep doing it, Hickman, you keep doing it. This one was like all types of X Men this one this one felt like an X Men movie where they it were did. like it felt like a, a two part X Men movie and so it was it like, felt like X Men three? No. Oh, no, no, no not no, no, at no. all. Are you not sure? I said, at all? Because when I said, everyone dies in it. <laughs> Stop. Well, here's the thing. Uh, one, spoiler. And two, uh, no, it, it, I, when I say it feels like a movie, I mean like it feels cinematic. It feels no, like it. It. big widescreen type stuff. Like, so where we last left off, the X-Men were trying to destroy Mother Mold, which is in space. And they had landed their Blackbird vessel on top of the Mother Mold, the space station, where, where Mother Mold was being housed. And they were trying to get in. And then uh, one of the crew members that had security sacrificed himself by detonating a bomb, and it exploded, damaging the uh, Blackbird, where we picked up. So, uh, like, it, right after that, um, and, like, Husk and Angel are off with the rip. They're dead. They died, they died, They're right, in the, they died right in the explosion. Well, back on uh, Krakoa, uh, I'm, I'm pronouncing that name wrong. Right Krakoa. 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 Professor X is, like, doing this weird mind meld thing with the Stepper Cuckoo, Storm, Hank, Magneto, and, like, Beast and Magneto. And, like, they're all just, like, forming together to do one big power boost so they can see in real time what's going on on the space station. And Jean Grey is, like, linking on their side with Monette. And, like, they're just talking. And basically she's telling what's going on. And they're like, no, we still got to finish the mission. Stocks are like, we got to finish the mission or what mission or what else is this for? So they all just teleport onto the space station and they start, I mean, like, Jean Grey and, um, Jean and, um, Monet's just, when I stay on the Blackbird, so keep the link and keep going with everything, uh, keep Professor X up to date with what's going on. And, like, uh, the rest of the team goes, and they, like, take care of everything. They all have, like, real touching moments as they all sacrifice themselves to get the mission done. Like, one of my favorite scenes, like, the most touching scene was, uh, so they got all the locks. There are like four locks that are holding the head in place because it's just a one big head. And that they were going to try to dis- disable all the locks so they can the head will float into the sun because it's off the coast of the sun, or like stationed near the sun so it can absorb solar energy. And they had unlocked all the locks except one. And Wolverine and Nightcrawler sacri- decide that they're going to sacrifice themselves to do it. And Cyclops gives them permission. Well, and you're not Cy- mentioning the fact that Mystique was sent to get that lock. Oh, she's they, dead. They get to her, and they open the airlock, so she just gets sucked out into space. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. Her death was so quick, it almost you almost forget it happened. But like, it was nonetheless so fucked up, because she just gets shot into space. Yep. And and like uh, by uh, the head scientist on the thing. Because she and was, as Cyclops tries to hit the collar from afar. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he can't. He can't get through the the shielding or whatever. Yeah, but like anyway, back to the scene. Wolverine and Nightcrawler are about to. You don't know what they're about to do officially. They're like, "But we can do this." And Wolverine talks to Nightcrawler, and he's just like, "So what will happen when I die? Like, what what am I going to see when I die?" And he's just like, "Are you afraid? Like for your immortal soul?" He's like, "No. Like I just want to know for a guy like me what I should expect." And Nightcrawler just says, 
when you awaken from your earthly uh, your earthly bed, uh, earthly realm, and waken there, you will find me there, with arms stretched, welcoming you home, welcoming you. And I was just like, wow, that's beautiful. And also, it it pays more credence to the Nightcrawler Wolverine romance that every fan has secretly been harboring because they are like really They're close. They're tight. People talk about Wolverine and Cyclops, but no, Wolverine and Nightcrawler, they be they they have some touching moments and. The love is truly there. But yeah, Nightcrawler teleports them to the the last lock out into space. Uh, automatically just dies because he's right in front of the freaking sun. Wolverine, as he's melting, is cutting and cuts the last anchor off. While well, Master Mold is talking shit, by the way. Yeah, basically saying, like, <laughs> we're going to kill all of you. This is Prometheus fire. You have awakened us, and we're going to burn you all with it. And he's saying all this shit, it's saying all this shit as it's falling into the sun, which makes me wonder... Maybe it figured out a way to upload its consciousness, like Ultron, and it might be still in play. And then they did this all for not, which sucks because mm. everyone dies. Cyclops gets uh, a, like when he's trying to run back to Jean because he's in, Gina gets pushed into a safe uh, into an escape pod. Monet stays to defend for her, and she gets killed off screen. Cyclops is trying to reach Jean because he's like the last one left on, alive on the spaceship, and he gets stopped by uh, the head scientist who executes him brutally. Yep. And um, then Gene, uh, there were Sentinels on the way there, and they stop, they stop Gene from making it to Earth and open it and just, just kill her there. And so it's the mission successful, but with a heavy loss. And Professor X just says no more with tears coming down his face, and like it's it's very very touching. I mean, we know it's all for naught because we know these characters, a lot of these characters are going to be in the solicitations afterwards where they start the new run. But it's still heavy. And it's somehow still like hung. So I have I have a bunch of questions from this um, issue, main, mainly because in the last Power of X, I, okay. So I'm guessing this is just yet another timeline, no. or one of them, because some of these characters were in that issue of Power Powers of X, namely Nightcrawler, Wolverine, um, who else? Uh, I can't remember who else, but like some of those characters were alive, correct? In Powers and, of X, and and which issue? Uh, the last issues issue of Powers of X, and the last issue of Powers of X. That wasn't that the where uh, the the when the the ninth timeline ended. Yes, yes, they ended up dying, but they were they were there at the time. They were alive, correct? No, they weren't. Because that was in the future. That was right. like right. But like, see, here's the thing, and this is why I don't think this is uh, this is this is timeline X because the information that That's they needed to figure to figure out that Mother Mold, Master Mother Mold was there was got was received in the ninth life. That's what they gave Myra. That's what was in the crystal. That's, That's what, what I was asking. This is this is this must be a, this has another to be timeline. Yeah, okay. this has to be ten. But like. We don't, this was Myra, it's Myra X, so this might be the final timeline, or a, which I think is possible. They said that she has one more if she does it right. She might have 11 timelines. So, this, so the timeline that's in the, the comics that we see in the future, but that we know are coming in the future, might be all Myra 11th timeline. Okay. So yeah. this might all get undone again. I mean, well, not undone, but you know. Tons of questions. It was definitely cool to see all that epic stuff happening, without a doubt. I'm kind of wondering what Professor meant at the end when he said no more. Like, is he just going to straight up unleash something? I don't know what his plan is, but um, yeah, 
it, it was definitely cool to see all that stuff. Uh, something I also like a couple things that I thought was interesting that they brought up. One, it uh, there's the each each issue has like a kind of quote that they kind of like leads the comic becomes like a theme. The quote for this one was "Look at look at what they've done," and they also uh, it says like. It shows a list of all the things, all the people, all the major deaths of mutant population, like all the like, like the decimation where Wanda, when Wanda says uh, no more mutants, and it depowers most of the mutant population, which they refer to her as the Pretender, which I thought was another thing that's interesting, because this means that they're keeping true to the fact that she's not actually Magneto's daughter, and she was made by the High Evolutionary, right? And so she's not actually a mutant. So she was pretending. They're like saying like homosexual force a false idol. Idol. She was the pretender and that caused the mutant. They talk about the Genosha killing and then they actually break down all the people who've killed significantly amount of, significant amount of mutants like the purifiers and like mm-hmm. uh, the Bolivar Trask and all that stuff. So I think this is going to lead to like some serious ramifications for the humans. Like basically like they might go to war over this crap. And last thing there's the next issue says something about something sinister if you decode, because like Pikmin loves codes, he put the code key in the last in the last powers book. And if you decode what something that basically would next what's happening in message, they say something sinister. They mentioned earlier that sinister played a role in regards to cloning in one of the uh, in the ninth timeline. And in the early in the very first issue of House of X, they show Professor Xavier in front of Pod saying, "To me, my X Men." So I think we're going to see some cloning shenanigans happen. And either A, that wasn't the right, that was just clones that went up there, or maybe he clones the team, but I don't know. But I feel as though cloning is going to come up a, like a big deal in this. So, so, Andrew, I don't know if you want to jump in on this, but you dropped something really crazy just now. No, I was just, I was looking at it. It's just, um, yeah, it seems like. An interesting were, nugget. Yeah, they were trying to hint at some article that maybe Professor X uh, lives a lot longer than we think he's going to live in these timelines just because there's a character called the librarian that shepherds the species 1,000 years into the future and yeah. he seems to have a similar symbol to a symbol that's shown around Professor X's head today in the book um, a symbol in question is on the cheek of the librarian at X, X3 timeline as shown in Powers of X2 where she and Nimr- the version of Nimrod are working together to advance the population of Earth to the point where they can be deemed worthy to ascend as part of the Phalanx Covenant uh, but they don't know if it's, you know, Xavier or a direct descendant of Xavier. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. Just some interesting little tidbits. Um, yeah. But, Sam, I thought you liked when characters died in comics and didn't come back to life. Okay, so here's the <laughs> thing. And, like, I'm not trying to walk back the comic. I do like when characters die and they don't come back. This is one of those timeline things where you know that things... There's no way to make this super permanent based off of how the whole mm. storyline is built into like I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be sad that a character didn't stay dead if it was heavily in timeline based in time travel science because time you could just go back in time and fix that so like it makes sense that they would come back but like this didn't take the thing about it is knowing all of that didn't take away the fact that this was such a powerfully emotionally charged issue and that mm. like it made you feel you still felt the deaths because they were sacrificing themselves to protect the mutant population time and time again like they always do like they always do and from humans who they protect regularly 
because they just hate them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They just Gosh. it's it's just showing that the mutants it's, it's a never ending cycle of mutants sacrificing themselves just for the right to live. And I mean, I'm not trying to play the race card or anything, but I feel as though we all have some experience with people being downtrodden for the fact that they just exist and you just want to live, but you know, some people don't want you to just, you know, live. So, uh, maybe I'm channeling we something else there. Wheels. Yeah, but Hickman, again, he's doing the damn thing. I love the fact that he's coming out every week so I don't have to wait. Just every Wednesday I know something good's waiting for me, so that's that's nice. Well, we will see you next week, I guess. What happens? Since that'll probably deal with it. No, it's probably going to go to Powers of X again, so we, we probably won't find out for another freaking week, mm-hmm. two weeks or two or something. We'll see. Now on a lighter note, The Immortal Hulk. That's a lighter note? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, uh, nobody dies in the Immortal Hulk this week. Uh, <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah, okay, so uh, The Immortal Hulk is issue 23. Um, and just to reiterate, if you haven't read it, you should read The Immortal Hulk. If you even have a passing interest in The Incredible Hulk, you should read The Immortal Hulk. This is the one series that someone has actually written that makes the Hulk feel like a goddamn terrifying character. Like, he's a superhero, and he hangs out with Captain America, and Iron Man, and Thor. But you should be fucking terrified of the Hulk. Because he's a goddamn monster who thinks thoughts that are only rational to him and pretty much does whatever he wants to at any point in time in his existence. And at this point in time in his existence, he wants to punish people who are doing bad things. Because the fact is, he has gone back to the old school Hulk where Bruce Banner gets to be Bruce Banner during the day. But when night falls, Bruce Banner has to become the Hulk. And the Hulk has his own agenda for the nighttime and what he plans to do. And it's not anything that necessarily Banner might agree with, but he's going to do what he has to do. Like I said, this series has seen the Hulk from the first issue alone come back from the dead after Bruce Banner is killed during a convenience store robbery, only for him to basically find the person who killed Banner and this innocent girl, wreck everyone inside this house full of gang uh, gangbangers, and then break the bones of everyone of this guy who shot this girl in Banner. Break every one of his bones in his body. Mostly, even though he knows the guy did it by accident, even though the guy was forced to do it by these crooks, he doesn't kill him. He just lets him know that he can smell the fear on him. He followed the fear. And now he's going to make sure he never hurts anyone again. And he basically, you just you find the guy in traction at the end of the issue. And he's in the hospital. And all he can talk about is a green devil that came out of nowhere. And just, again breaks every bone in his body to punish him. Since then, we've seen the Hulk chopped into tiny little pieces by the government who wanted to study him, only for uh, the Hulk to basically be playing possum the entire time while somebody is studying his pieces, break the jars that all his pieces are in with by snapping his fingers extra super hard because he can still control them in the jars, and then have his body reform and heal itself around the guy he was uh, stuck in the room with basically swallowing this guy whole inside his own body. Um, yeah, they're basically dealing with a guy named 14 who was a, uh, I guess, protege of General Talbot and Ross, uh, also a Hulk hunter who has now gone a lot further than them. He's basically been going around killing anyone who has gamma-related powers, trying to take them down because he believes they're all evil. Um, it's also been shown that apparently if you have gamma-related powers, 
you have a good chance of coming back from the dead because Rick Jones is basically kind of an emaciated corpse-looking guy right now, but he's back from the dead with some strange gamma powers of his own. Um, and he seems to be healing back up and getting a little bit back to normal. Abomination died? Abomination didn't die, but what has happened to Abomination is that they basically captured him and they kind of removed his head and have made a suit out of him. So now General 14 has actually climbed inside this Abomination body and had it kind of merge with him. So he's basically piloting the Abomination's body from inside of it. Which Ew. is... Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty gross, actually. It's pretty grotesque. Um, Rick Jones was the one inside it before. They had control of Jones. And the Abomination's body was able to vomit up basically gamma bile, which could basically just melt everything. So it was melting the Hulk for a while when they were fighting the last time. It basically melted his eyes out so he couldn't see. Um, Betty Banner was also shot and killed by this government guy which forced the transformation into her, but she didn't turn into the Red Hulk. She turned into Harpy, which she has turned into before, but a Red Harpy, who uh, is just ultra-grotesque, too. And she ate the Hulk's heart at one point. So that was nuts. Uh, when they were fighting. And he just, he just, and he just, because he's the immortal Hulk. But he healed up, yeah. He got better. Uh, but yeah, 14 is basically fighting him, and uh, no matter what, he's trying well, he thinks he has them, especially since, you know, he can vomit up all sorts of bile that severely hurts the Hulk. The issue basically ends with the Hulk uh, having this vomited stuff vomited on him, his body sizzling and crackling, his skin just turning to goo and congealing on his face and body. And the last thing we see is the Hulk ripping his skin off his face, and we see basically his green skull underneath it, his eyes peeking out, his tongue kind of flapping from behind his mouth, and him saying Hulk smash, or smash, since he can't quite talk right. But yeah, it's basically ultra, ultra gross. Um, yeah. I, I'm actually it's looking at, at panels of what you described, where he sort of assembles his body around yeah. a person. And like, so like he's in this lab where he like donates his body. Well, sort of like they, so, they, so they, research no, or something like that? No, or? they captured him. And they, they captured they him. They sliced him up. They sliced him up. They ch- literally have like body parts in canisters or something. Yeah. And they sliced up because they know he'll still be alive. And so he is alive in there. And the guy's reassemble to him and taunting him. This looks crazy. And the whole wow. basically plays possum until he decides, yeah, that's enough of that. And breaks free. That's the last page I just sent you on Skype of what the last page of this book looks like today. Yeah, the Immortal Hulk is quite honestly probably the best Hulk in years. So I highly say everyone should read it. Um, Al Ewing, I don't know. He's he's made the Hulk genuinely scary to everyone in this world and to anyone reading it. Um, he's completely. He's just not. He's not the character you think he is in his own right. So, I, I enjoy it. It's probably my most enjoyed book at this point, The Hulk. Super awesome. So, Al Ewing, Immortal Hulk, 23. Start at number one. Read them all. You're, you're not wasting your time. You're going to miss out. Go for it. I think I will. Yeah. I think I, Th- I'm this pretty sure I have amazing. all the volumes. You should go back and read them then. Yeah, like I have them on Comicsology. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just mm-hmm. screw it and read it. 
I like a good horror, so this is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, well then uh, that was our reviews. So mm-hmm. one sentence round up lightning round. Oh put now put five minutes on the clock. Okay, so we'll do five minutes. We're at uh, right now one hour and thirty five minutes, so we're gonna make it five minutes. Alright, whoever wants to start can start. Okay, one. Watchman TV shows uh, set for October 20th. Okay, so it's going to be on HBO. And I guess we'll all watch. And see what, I don't know, what else they can do with Watchmen. That's a uh, <laughs> Number two, Harley Quinn is pregnant with Joker's baby. Seriously. Uh, about time? Is it about time? I mean, how long have they been together? I just it's, always uh, assumed he was shooting blanks. It, 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 in, in the defense of Harley, this is Jack Naper, not Joker, and that matters. Okay. Sentence. Sentence. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. So, yeah. But this is not actual uh, continuity. This is the White Knight storyline yeah. where Joker gets sane, tries to fix Gotham, and then ends up going back to being the Joker. So, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, on keeping Alfred dead in the DC Comics. Alfred died. They were going to take it back, but they're not now, and he's going to stay dead. I'm shocked. I think it's awesome. I'm Sentence. completely shocked. That's yeah, all I got to say about I that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But again, this now opens the door for Aunt Harriet to show up. Heavens the Murgatrude, Bruce. How will you entertain your lady guests? No, I think Batman is, Bruce Wayne is going to retire, and he's going to have some, I don't know, just take the towel for a little bit while he works and be, like, you know, a husband and stuff, and, like, just deal with that. He'd have to get married first. He's not married. They, I feel as though end, the end the series from getting married. The Catwoman's not going to retire. From what? From thievery. No, she's she's a little clapped though. She's gonna keep taking shit forever. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, one, she actually said that she would give up stealing if Bruce woke up. And he did. So and they're gonna they're gonna do the Batman Dark Knight ending, where mm. they're gonna hang out in Paris and Alfred's yes. gonna be there across waving. Yeah. Well, he, Alfred's gonna be dead. But yeah, basically the same. That's so stupid. I hated that ending. And and you keep forgetting that Bruce is rich. The fuck she need to steal for? It's not about being rich. It's about the challenge. How about you being married to Batman? That's the challenge. That's, that's not a challenge she's looking for. She wants a challenge of, like, can I get this ruby out, you know, in a slinky dress without anybody noticing? That's the challenge. That's what turns her crank. Not being married to Richie Rich over here. Calum could be rich by now, too, if she wanted to be. Yeah, okay. All right, so next <laughs> next one, Doctor Strange just replaced Marvel's worst story ever. Worst story? One more day? One more day is the worst story. It's pretty bad. Well, it's pretty bad. It led to good things. It's not enjoyable. Doctor Strange decides to take a deal with the mother king devil. He had to. To save the universe from a exactly. mistake. But why should we care? 
because he had. We to don't give know his 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 wife. love of his life. We don't know this person really. I mean, she was pretty big in the eighties and nineties. He gave her up to save the world from the festival, which I think is making a lot of rounds in this current Marvel timeline. What's up look, with that? Look, Mephisto just has a thing for you know making people uh, give up on love. It's it's a lot more fun, a lot more interesting than just souls. He could get a soul from anybody. But to give up your love of your life, that turns his crank. It's just what he, so it gets him, gets him hard. I don't know. The name of this, the name of this episode is "Turns His Crank." Exactly. There you go. That just there turns you go. his crank. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mephisto has been in. I'm going to keep count. He's been in the Doctor Strange books. He's been in the Avengers books. He was in the Champions books. He's back in the Spider-Man books. Uh, am I forgetting anything? He's being a, he's around a lot now. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they locked him up in Las Vegas. They made him an attraction. He's like fucking Cher out there. He's not having a good time. Does Cher still have a Vegas residency? I don't know, but, you know, like Cher, like I said. Like Britney Spears or... Yeah, better, better Celine example. Dion. There you go. He's like Celine Dion. <coughs> yeah, That's all right. All right. Was, that was a sentence. Yeah. Shazam just proved he can kick Superman's ass easily. I call bullshit on this one only because, Man, yeah, th- there's this King Shazam, right, that's running around now, and he's crazy powerful. But uh, how many times have we seen this where, like, someone thinks they can whoop Superman, but they don't truly know how strong Superman is in yeah. these books? But he's I'm ridiculously sure. strong. But he's magic Superman. So, I mean, he should be able to beat Superman. He's magic Superman. He really should be able to beat Superman. Every punch he, he throws is magic punch. He really should be able to beat Superman. Also, Superman has a lot of mental stuff that keeps him from being, like, as lethal as he Which can is dumb. Be. Plus, but which yeah, is is, he's punching a child. Yeah, King, King Shazam doesn't have that thing because he's been jokerified or, like, turned yeah. evil. So he doesn't have that, I won't kill Superman. He's been infected. Yes. Well, Superman's like, you're just a boy. If I punch you in the face, I'm punching a boy. Yeah, he holds back all the time. That's why I'm calling bullshit on this. I think he's holding back. And I, mean, I think he probably he, is. And I so. think Shazam has the powers of a literal god, so I think maybe he might actually be stronger. Than Strength of uh, Hercules. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Agree SME. to disagree. Super Nintendo style wireless controller confirmed for the Nintendo Switch. Yep, Nintendo has more shit to sell you. Uh, since they announced uh, the SNES Classic games for uh, Nintendo Online today, you can also buy SNES controllers now for the Switch. I'll buy it. Yeah, there you go. And last but not least, DC Comics is about to give us a Black Batman. <laughs> so. This sounds like a thing that no one will be upset about, but no. I just hope he's rich. Uh, it's gonna be nice. Batman. They said it's not gonna be Duke. I'm not asking for Wakanda rich. I'm just you know. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, wouldn't that like, be a nice pocket change? Batman, mm. I would love it, but no. I think yes. it's gonna be Lucas Fox. I mean, I mean, which is or Luc- no Lucas Fox, which is Lucius Fox's son, who is Nightwing. I don't know why. I mean, I understand because you know Dick isn't black, but like, if Batman retired, well, you know, takes a break, it would make sense that it would be Dick, 
I mean, his memory is gone. So I guess... Rick Grayson wants nothing to do with the Bat family. Yeah, I think he's done. Okay. I think he's done. Because he got shot in the effing head. But like, like, like I, I guess Tim is gonna make a way for Tim King, who's writing the Tom King, who's writing the Batman storyline right now, is gonna make it so that this seems like it makes sense, but like it doesn't. And like, I don't know how to rectify. Like, I, is it gonna be Azrael? Azrael's black, right? No, no, it's white. Oh. Although, no, you're right. There was a black Azrael once. There was another yeah, guy. But it's not that. It's not John Paul Valley, though. Um, okay, so... No, I think it's it, the best chance for a person who makes sense is going to be, you know, Lucas Fox, because he's actually a part of the Bat family. He could step into the role as Batman if needed. Um, they already said it's not Duke Thomas, so we know it's not him. Um, outside and of those that, are the only there blacks. There are a lot of black uh, characters in the Bat family, so it's those two. Unless Black Ooh. Lightning is going to be the new Batman, in which case, there you go. What about Bronze Tiger? I mean, I guess you he could, could fight be Bronze Tiger, but he makes no sense at all. He'd look like Dark Claw or something. Yeah, it's basically like when Batman picks up Azrael the first time, because he's like, "You should replace me." You know, you're a guy who can fight, and if you die, eh, at least I won't feel as bad as if Dick died. You do it. And then he did it, and he beat Bane, and then he became bloodthirsty, and yeah. Bane had to get his back healed by a magic person who became retarded who fi- after fixing his back, and then he came back and beat Azrael. Everything I said is true. <laughs> he also did it with a basically a Mickey Mouse helmet on most of the time. Well, that was a it was a bat, it just you know, looked like a Mickey Mouse. It was, it was weird. Well, bats are rats with wings. So, yeah, yeah, but it looked more like the ears didn't look so pointed as more round. Yeah. yeah, read that story about rear window Batman riding around in his wheelchair trying to save people in Europe and then having to save some woman who has apparently magical healing uh, abilities with her telekinesis and she heals his back and it makes her mentally retarded and he puts her in a home where she's taken care of. This is true. This is how he healed his back. I mean, it's, you know? It's not Christopher Nolan uh, him, <laughs> hang, him hanging from, from cords having his back punched in a pit somewhere. <laughs> Where are the drugs? It's not that. But Where are the drugs? Punched in the pit is the new insult. You know, it's, it's not the genius of Nolan there. but uh, I need someone to rattle the cages. Yeah. Uh, that's not how backs work. Yeah, I know. Never... Your back is every... paralyzed. Let me realign it. I feel as though every chiropractor watched that and groaned. I think every physical therapist watched that and was like, yeah, that's a chiropractor working right there. <laughs> that one's for my friend Muhammad. It's not who you are. It's what you do that defines you. And what did he do? He sat around for eight years and turned into Howard Hughes collecting us piss in jars. <laughs> showed up to steal his mother's pearls. All right. Nolan Slander aside. I'm, I'm good for Nolan Slander. Okay. Um, so last two things for your keeping it weird. Keeping it weird. That's keeping the segment where we ended off with something weird that happened. It's pop culture related. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, comic book related. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Tobey Maguire's Far From Home trailer. 
which is basically someone took the Far From Home trailer and they took Tom McGuire and deep faked him on top of uh, Tom Holland's face, and that looked bad. Uh, he looks younger, which has always been my complaint because he looked like a grown ass man when he was supposed to be like sixteen. But you know, mm-hmm. that uh, that no, it, it's fine. I guess something to do. It's better than putting Mike Tyson's face on Harriet's, which uh-huh. Harriet's body, which uh-huh. they did, because you know Horrifying. people are monsters. Horrifying. Ugh. Why would you remind me of that? Um, because you do fuck the things to me all the time. So never quit or quo. And Method Man wants to be Lucas Bishop. Because everyone wants to get in this movie game, and like he, but he just doesn't understand how timing works. There's no way in hell Lucas Bishop is going to be cast anytime fucking soon. So I mean, you never you know. know. They would not start X Men with Lucas with having uh, Bishop as one of what the main characters. What about Deadpool three? Why would Bishop be with Deadpool? It makes absolute sense. He could be chasing uh, down Cable. Cable. Just showed up. Cable was why not with the timeline. He's showing up to mess with Cable. Just came from the future. Yeah. That is literally the only tie you got. Well, it's what we got. <laughs> we and don't got anything like else. It, it feels like that's. I feel like they're trying a lot for we got, Method Man. Like we got, we got no other ties. The only movie I ever saw that I enjoyed that had Method Man was How High, and it was for a reason. And the only thing I ever enjoyed where Method Man was acting as a television show was The Wire, and that was for a reason. I don't think Disney needs to risk, move shit around just for Method Man. I think they'll be fine without having Method Man. But he's been hitting the gym. You so see him? Sh- That's great. I'm glad. So, so happy. If only we had a, I mean, he'll be the buffest guy when we cast him. The buffest guy ever. Like, not Chris Evans, not Chris Helmsworth, not, like, Batista, not any of the other buff guys. Method Man. That's who we're going to be looking for buffness. All right. We'll see. Yeah. Look, you got to get the word out there early. You got to let people know. You know, Simu Lee put out his word that he wanted to be Shang-Chi before uh, they started talking about Shang-Chi. And then he had to respond to his own tweet a year later going, shit. If Method Man becomes a bishop, I will eat a, I will eat a Method Man post-it. I mean, look, Lucas Bishop is... He's We've seen some weirder shit, so... It might make it more interesting. I will eat a post-it live. I'll eat it. All right. Well, then this is probably a good place to wrap it up because I have... Got to, uh, you know, edit a podcast and then try to find uh, MW's contact info so we can get her set up for 50. Anyways. You know, um, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. I don't even care anymore. Because if you know what? If she gets on the show, I'll just apologize and just let you guys do the interview. I'll just, let, I'll just like sit here and like get the Asian on the line. Journal. We'll, we'll, just sweet, we'll just sweeten the pot. Whatever she needs. Yeah. yeah. Whatever she needs. Yep. Yeah. We'll make her very comfortable. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> this has been the Reviewer. We are the uh, first official podcast of the Rapture Press Network. You can find us and other podcasts at rapturepress.com or by searching Rapture Press and any of your favorite podcast uh, subscribing tools like iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. Like I said, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are one of three podcast, oh, one of four podcasts right now. On the Rapture Press Network, between ourselves, badass bitches, uh, kick it, 
kick you know, kick ass bid bitches. Um, the complete works, and of course, Mike and Mike go to the movies. Uh, podcasts about entertainment, pop culture, and building your own brand and your own business for badass women out there. So, this is say, episode forty-seven in the can. I am Andrew McDonald. I'm Sam Harper, and I'm Ed Gerard. And we are out. Who's it?